to It's All About the Questions, where learning to ask the right questions can help you achieve lifelong success. Now, here to help you ask all the right questions is award-winning author, international speaker, and business strategist, Laura Stewart. Good morning, afternoon, evening, and welcome to Tuesday or Wednesday, depending on what time zone you're in, because I love all of my international listeners as well as those of you local on the dial here in Florida or listening on iHeartRadio around the world. Today we have... um, Another amazing guest of mine who, when I had my very, very first radio show, which was on the internet on the All Business Radio Network, he was my first guest. So I'm so pleased to have him back today and to talk to us about the amazing things that he is doing. And he is known as Mr. Bold. Steve Olshore is known as the world's foremost reinvention expert. He is famous for helping individuals and corporations become exceptionally clear on their what. That is the one thing they were created to do. His practical, no-holds-barred approach to life and business propels his clients towards achieving massive profitability while also cultivating a life of purpose, conviction, and contribution. I love so many things about my guest. He's a 25-year entrepreneur. He's the chairman and co-founder of Liquor.com. He's an online pioneer. For those of you who are like me, we're in the early days of computers. Um, He launched on CompuServe's Electronic Mall. He is a New York Times bestselling author of an incredible book, which we're going to tell you how to get for free on the show today. What is your what? Discover the one amazing thing you were born to do. He is a renowned expert on internet marketing and predicting how people will be making money in the online world. He has an amazing podcast you should consider listening to as well. And he is here on All About the Questions after his appearances on CNN, Fox Business, and other national outlets. Please welcome my friend Steve Ulsher to the show. Hey, how are you, Laura? Oh, I am so awesome. Any excuse I get to talk to you makes my day, Steve. See, and now we get to share this conversation with others. I know. Isn't it so exciting? We get to talk about my favorite question and your favorite question. So I am all about the why and helping people understand their why so that they can help them really get passionate, get locked in and make sure that their goals are truly their own goals. You're all about the what. Can you talk to us about why the what over the why? (laughs) So, yeah, it sounds like sort of a a who's on first kind of conversation, but I guess that'll... uh... That, that'll put a little, uh, you'll be able to get a sense of how old I am when I start referring to Abbott and Costello. My favorite uh, routine but, in the world. I know, right? Uh, so, you know, a lot of people talk about the why, and I get that, and I'm glad that it is a conversation that people are having. Um, and long before Simon Sinek was asking people about what is, you know, sort of that why for you, which is, in my way of thinking, everything that is external it is that which lies outside of you. In other words, you have a reason for doing something, meaning your why could be, well, I want to provide for my family, or my why could be that I want to, you know, help homeless kids in, you know, in Toronto, or, you know, whatever that why is for you it typically is something that lies outside of yourself, right? So the way that I look at it is your why is everything that is external, 
whereas your what is really what's in your DNA. It is that which has chosen you as opposed to that which you have chosen. And as such, uh, it is your what. So you can think of your what as everything that is internal, uh, and your why is that which is external. Have you seen people having difficulty differentiating between that why and what, their internal and external? Because I know that when I talk to clients a lot, they can't differentiate for themselves. They feel their why is who they are. And, you know, look, for some people, it's true. You know, I mean, some people live their lives based on the impact that they believe they can have on others, right? And they do what they do because of their need and their wants to to help other people and do what they do so that there is impact um, in a way that sort of moves beyond, if you will, who they are, because a lot of people think of their what in, in, in sort of like a, um, I guess you might say like a selfish way, right? Like it's all about me and, and why would I want to be focusing on me and me and nothing but me? And there is something to be said for those who look at, you know, the question in that way in terms of what is your what. Um, but ultimately, I don't believe that you can effectively serve your why until you have clarity on how you are most naturally wired to excel, and that requires you to be able to answer the question that I just threw out at you, which is, what is your what? So how did the book come about? I mean, you've been a serial and sometimes parallel entrepreneur running multiple companies at the same time. Where did this quest to for the what come through because y- your your career has spanned in so many different directions. I mean, you are a true living it, and representation. I think that's exactly, it, but I think that's exactly why, <laughs> you know, I, I wrote this book because, I mean, when you come right down to it, you know, I've been looking for those answers uh, much in the same way as others, but, you know, I've done so many different things because, I don't know if I ever really had clarity on, my, on what my what, you know, really is. And so I, you know, look, you're, you're an author, so you can appreciate this. But, you know, ultimately in, in author land, they say that you write the book that you most need, right? So that is ostensibly a roadmap uh, that I created for myself. I mean, I needed the book. And when I tried the Myers-Briggs and the What Colors Your Parachutes and the, you know, uh, whatever, the Strengths Finders, right? I mean, all that stuff. Uh, it often and mostly just left me with more questions than answers, and I knew that there had to be uh, a better way to help people figure out what those answers truly are. Is there any one question that you discovered really helped you get on the path that ultimately helped you unlock your what? You know, of the, see, because what I found is that when you look at the different conversations that people have in this arena, what the questions that people ask are things like, you know, if you were to uh, put a room full of people together and, People in one corner were talking about 
business and people in another corner were talking about, you know, uh, spirituality and, you know, all of those types of things and, you know, which corner would you gravitate towards, you know, that question and that line of questioning uh, ultimately didn't do much for me in terms of helping me to get to the answers, right? So as I looked at what the better questions were, what really came clear to me is that there's more than one question, right? Because ultimately, it's a lot more than just simply, you know, what do you love to do, right? I mean, that's, that's all well and good, and that'll help, but there's so much more to it, right? And so one of the most powerful questions that is actually part of the what is your what equation is the question of who are you most compelled to serve, right? Because ultimately that is an important element of the what is your what equation, and it is one of the three questions uh, that tie together to make up the what is your what equation. But when you come right down to it, you can know exactly what your gift is. You can know exactly how you want to share that gift with the world. But if you don't know who the people are that you're most compelled to serve, then you're just going to kind of ramble through life and not ever really have a destination. So to me, that was the most important question I had to answer. So who are you most compelled to serve? You know, it's, um, it, it is the question that I've been, you know, as I said, I've become more comfortable answering over the last, you know, certainly the last few years as I continually refine it. Uh, but ultimately, it's, it's a function of helping and serving those who know that they were meant and made for something greater and are not afraid to both have impact and income. I love how you put those two together. Not afraid to have both impact and income because so many people out there are talking about you can't have both or mm-hmm. it's wrong to have both. How do you respond to those people? Yeah. And you really, when you come right down to it, you can't have impact on those that you're most compelled to serve until you have the income that you need to take care of yourself and those who are closest to you. So you can have the best, you know, aspirations in the world, but ultimately, I mean, if you're worried about putting food on the table or keeping the lights on, you know, it's going to have a massive impact on your ability to effectively serve them. So you've got to have enough money to take care of yourself, but ultimately you also have to have enough money to let people know about who you are and what you're doing and how you can serve them. And without the income, that equation is impossible. And that income level can be very different depending on your lifestyle and your own personal needs. I love that you actually speak to that in everything that you do because it's become like a dirty subject to talk about money and impact in the same breath. And I love that you're doing that. So thank you so much, Steve. Yep, absolutely. 
Um, we're going to be going into our first commercial break with our wonderful guest, Steve Olsher, New York Times bestselling author of What Is Your What? Discover the One Amazing Thing You Were Born to Do. And when we come back from the commercial break, you're going to find out what the four paths are to discovering it and how you can get your own free copy of Steve's amazing book. We'll be right back after the commercial break. Stay At SurfPro of Vero Beach, no job is too big and no question is too small. So when fire, water, or mold damage strikes your home or business, call on SurfPro of Vero Beach at 772-770-0501. That's where you'll find a team of specialists that's faster to any size disaster. So when the things that matter the most are on the line, make sure SurfPro of Vero Beach is too by calling 770-0501. That's SurfPro of Vero Beach, helping make fire, water, and mold damage like it never happened. Franchises are independently owned and operated. Do you like Cajun food? Well, Cajun Cove is opening soon at 89 Royal Palm Point. Authentic Louisiana cuisine. Jambalaya, a duvet, pole boy, oh boy, pole boy, Cajun fried chicken, Cajun catfish, breakfast, lunch, dinner, VIP drinks. You're going to love this place. Opening soon. It's not open yet, but opening soon. Authentic Louisiana cuisine. Cajun Co. 89 Royal Palm Point, right next to the offices of Vero's Voice. Ooh, I can hardly wait. Today's broadcast being brought to you by Route 60 Hyundai. You'll get a great deal at Route 60 Hyundai before and after the sale. Hey, test drive the brand new Santa Fe. I have one. The skylight is all the way up to the back, including the back passengers. It's fantastic. Heated seats, yep. And air-conditioned seats. Test drive the brand-new Santa Fe at Route 60 Hyundai today. When you pay too much for your stuff, you get frustrated. When you get frustrated, you eat junk food and watch reality TV. When you eat junk food and watch reality TV, your clothes don't fit and your friends stop calling. When your clothes don't fit and your friends stop calling, you get depressed, adopt 27 cats, and paint your house plaid. When you adopt 27 cats and paint your house plaid, your neighbors report you to the authorities. Don't get in trouble with the authorities. Shop at the Habitat Home Center Restore, where you can get all sorts of stuff for great prices. You can also donate your stuff, and we'll pick it up for free and give you tax credit documents. So you can shop, donate, or volunteer at the friendly, bargain-filled Indian River Habitat Home Center Restore, located on US-1 North in Vero Beach, just past 45th Street Eastside. Phone us at 772-257-0222. 772-257-0222. Habitat Home Center Restore is a not-for-profit. Success comes from not only what you know, but also who you know. Welcome back to It's All About the Questions with award-winning author Laura Stewart. Welcome back, everyone. So, Steve, before the first commercial break, we were talking about who are you most compelled to serve, and it's one of the three questions that you talk about in your New York Times bestselling book, What Is Your What? And I teased people that you were going to share with us the four paths that um, you talk about in your book, you know, what are the four paths and how does one identify in which path they are currently on? And, you know, I found this so fascinating in your book when I read it when it first came out, because I, 
you know, I never really thought of it, but yes, there essentially are four paths. And if you don't understand which one you're on, it's kind of hard to know how to get onto the right one. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, look, reality is you are on one of four paths and, well, some of us have an easier time than others of knowing which path that is. But I'll, uh, I'll take you through the paths, and I think once you, uh, you hear what they are, uh, I, I doubt that you'll have any, uh, you know, there, there'll, there'll be little discussion in your mind uh, about which path you're on. But, you know, ultimately when you understand where you are, it, it'll just help provide clarity around where you can go, what you can do. So, you know, the first path that I find, you know, again, all of us are on one of these four paths. And so you'll, you'll recognize yourself in one of these. But, you know, the first path uh, is where I find most people to be. And this is not meant in a derogatory sense by any stretch of the imagination. But that first path is what I call the path of the wanderer. And the wanderer is someone who literally just kind of goes through life without a clear understanding of who they are and how they're most naturally wired to excel. And it's largely because, first and foremost, you know, our schools don't exactly do the world's best job of having us ask that question. Right. I mean, most of the time when we go through our education, our school, all we're looking to do is to be able to regurgitate, you know, facts out of a book. And we don't really get into understanding who we are and how we're most naturally wired to excel. So, you know, that's one part of the problem. The other part of the problem uh, is this is not really a conversation that a lot of people have around the dinner table. You know, we just don't sit around chatting about what is our what and who we're, you know, most naturally wired to, you know, to to serve and, you know, all of these fun things. Um, And so it is then, you know, really a question of, well, is there a light switch that you've got to turn on, right? Because ultimately, I think most of us are just kind of living in the dark as far as that's concerned. And I don't mean that, you know, again, to, you know, to, to be, you know, condescending, but it's just simply a matter of if the light switch is on, then you're aware of the fact that there is, in fact, something that you're naturally wired to do and something that you can excel at. And if the light switch is off, then it's not even a conversation you can have because, you know, again, it's just kind of like living in the dark and, until somebody turns on that switch, it's just really hard to see where you're at because you don't realize where you're at. (laughs) So, you know, that's a, that's a big part of the equation uh, for the, for the wanderer. The second path is what I refer to as the reinventor. And the reinventor is someone who, has literally made like a 180-degree turn. So maybe, and, you know, there's lots of examples out there, but maybe you were a a dentist and, you know, for years that's what you did. You were a dentist. 
And then one day you woke up and you just said, you know, I, I can't fix teeth anymore. This is not what I want to be doing. And you went back to school and, and now you're a second grade teacher, right? I mean, whatever it might be. So there are those folks who live in that uh, sort of that reinventor's world. And they literally did a full 180-degree turn. So there's the path of the reinventor. The other path, the third path, is the path of the shifter. Now, the shifter is someone who makes a subtle adjustment to the what-is-your-what equation. And usually that means taking a look at the what is your what equation, right? Where either you have, you know, one, well, I'll put it to you this way. One of the three parts is off. So this, cause we didn't really talk about it. I'll just tell you that the three parts are first and foremost, number one, your gift, right? It's that inherent gift. It's how you're most naturally wired to excel, right? It's like communication is a gift that a lot of us have. Uh, maybe it's teaching, maybe it's healing, maybe it's enrolling, maybe it's in protecting, you know, whatever it might be. So that is one of, uh, you know, the ways to look at it is, am I in fact leveraging the right gift? And if not, then you may need to make a a subtle adjustment to that equation. The second area or second part of the what is your equation is the vehicle, the vehicle you use to share your gift with the world. So maybe uh, you're a, a, you know, teaching is your natural gift, and the vehicle you used was teaching in an elementary school. Well, maybe you should be teaching in a college, right? And so that kind of then plays into the people that you're most compelled to serve, which is the third part of the what is your what equation. And so the shifter finds that they just need to really adjust one piece of the what is your what equation, and that in turn makes all of the difference. And lastly, you have the, the path of the birther. And the birther, I mean, these are the people that we love, but we also kind of love to hate because <laughs> these are people who never had any doubt about who they are and how they're most naturally wired to excel. And so literally from the womb, I mean, they've had clarity and thus they've been, you know, in that path of the birther and they might get off track at, at some point, but it seems like they always find their way back and they have the ability in their life to get back to making money doing what it is that they most love doing and how they're most naturally wired to excel uh, and Ultimately, um, it, it just becomes, uh, you know, again, one of those scenarios where there's just really never been any doubt in their mind about who they are and why they're here. And, and we've all seen those people who are birthers but sort of say, no, that can't possibly it. I must do this or I must do that. So sometimes birthers may shift into one of the other paths. Yeah, I mean, they can certainly make adjustments to the what is your what equation but ultimately usually at least as far as the birther is concerned um ultimately it is going to be within sort of a very small arena if you will where 
perhaps maybe their gift or their you know they're naturally drawn to being um, uh, say a musician they might shift from playing to teaching or they might shift from the piano to singing uh, you know or something of that nature but ultimately uh, you know it's pretty much going to be within that same wheelhouse so their vehicle may change along the way but they're still staying true to their what that they seem to have known for a while and they can't live without yeah okay that's great exactly so we're going to be going into the news break and i'd like everybody to start thinking about which path do you think you're on wanderer reinventor shifter or birther and beyond that do you even know what your natural gift is what it is that's inside of you that a common thread throughout all you do as you go about your life the gift that people say to you, that's what you do. We know that's what you do because you always do that for us. So when we come back from the commercial break, we'll be speaking more with Steve Ulsher and catch a, the replays on iTunes if you've missed any of this first half of our segment. We'll be right back after the news.
Welcome to It's All About the Questions, where learning to ask the right questions can help you achieve lifelong success. Now, here to help you ask all the right questions is award-winning author, international speaker, and business strategist, Laura Stewart. Hopefully during the, the news break, or if you were listening to our top podcast on iTunes and on Stitcher, you were thinking through what are your gifts? What are the words that people are always using to describe what it is that you do that impacts them? And figured out perhaps what path you may be on. If you haven't and you need more information about how to do that, then we can possibly give you on this radio show. Then, Steve, tell everybody how they can get a free copy of your New York Times bestselling book. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, best place to go is to whatisyourwhat.com forward slash free. So whatisyourwhat.com forward slash free. Definitely the right place to start. That's so simple, right? Whatisyourwhat.com slash free. I love that. And you can get that. And if you prefer uh, Kindle versions or paperback, Steve's book is available wherever books are sold. Amazon, Barnes & Noble, your local bookstore. If you're here in Vero Beach, grab a copy at the Vero Beach Book Center. Um, it's well worth the read, but if you do, when you do grab the book, just like when you're listening to this show live or on podcast, hopefully not while you're driving, you've got a notebook handy and a pen because there is so much great information. So, Steve, thanks for giving that book out to people to help them find their watts. You're changing the world. Um, you know, uh, for the one person who's read the book, I am sure their life has been massively improved. Well, mine has, and I happen to know I'm not the only person that reads that book, you know? (laughs) Um, You know, we've talked a lot about finding your path and figuring out your what. Um, The the path of the reinventor is really intriguing to me because I'm 52 years old now. And, you know, I feel that at some points in my life, I was on the path of the birther with my technology, with my speaking, with my ability to ask a lot of questions. But I've sort of reinvented the vehicle by which I translate things. And I'm not doing a lot of geek stuff nowadays, and I really do truly miss my geek conversations, all my geek friends out there. So reach out and let's let's get some geek going on. How do you truly define reinvention? You talked about a 180-degree turn, but that path really... You know, people say it's easy, but it's not. There are so many elements that go into it, including sometimes you may have to leave the comfort zone that you've been in for most of your life. Yeah, you know, it's interesting, right? Because to me, reinvention isn't something that you have to like. It's it's the best way to put it. it. It's not really about changing anything. It's really just kind of about getting back to the essence of who you really are. So, I mean, it's really just kind of eliminating the crap that you've been carrying and those outfits and personalities, if you will, that you've been, you know, putting on your, on your body for you, for some of us for decades, for others, a lifetime, uh, and just getting back to that essence of who you truly are and honoring the gifts that you've been given in the way that you're naturally wired to excel. So, you know, reinvention has sort of this odd kind of, well, people look at it in strange ways from the standpoint of they think that it takes all of this hard work and that they've got to, 
you know, really just try to appease, you know, others and, and just do things that might be difficult for them. When, in fact, reinventing your life and getting back to the core question of what is your what and being able to answer that question, you know, is, in fact, incredibly easy. If you let yourself be truthful, right, because most of us, won't allow ourselves to really embrace what the truth is. And so we bury those aspects of who we are, you know, kind of to the nether regions, never to be heard from by anyone ever again. And so when you set it free, whatever it might be for you, it's actually very liberating. I would, I would agree with you that it's very liberating. I've, in my years in corporate and then eventually leaving corporate and starting my own company, it, it was very freeing, but yet it can be a trap as well because you think, oh, I'm here and now I must do something with it, but it's time to shift again. How do you know when it's time to create another shift? Well, I think that it's simply a function of looking at where the fire is in your soul. In other words, if you wake up with that fire in your soul and you know that just you can't wait to jump out of bed every day and you feel like there just, you know, aren't enough hours in the day to get done what you've got to get done, uh, then you're probably good to go. But, you know, if things that, you know, used to bother you are still carrying the same amount of weight and you're just kind of feeling like, you know, a little sluggish and you're just not really loving where you're at and what you're doing, you know, then it's probably time to re-examine where things are at and it may be time to, to reinvent or refine once again. When I work with a number of my clients one-on-one, a recurring theme comes up pretty frequently, especially in people that are in corporate or um, have done what they think their family or their outside circumstances told them to do. They seem to keep starting out feeling very passionate about it, wanting to jump out of bed and do exactly what they've chosen to do. It lights them up. And then as soon as something starts to hiccup, go a little sideways or not move forward as fast, then they don't want to get out of bed and they want, they're like, oh, I must be doing the wrong thing. What's your advice for people who are at that tough part? You know, I mean, it's the, it's the story of the, well, you name the story, right? But I mean, it's the, it's the story of the of the three feet from gold right or it's the story of the farmer you know who's looking for diamonds and you know digs up all the holes in the backyard but never quite goes deep enough with any one hole right so yeah the great like, story acres of diamonds google that it's a great acres story, of diamonds, exactly right and so you know reality is that it's impossible to know i mean it's just impossible to know what lies around that corner for you or what is 
simply just another foot, you know, down the rabbit hole. And most people, you know, we were talking about this uh, before the break, but or actually during the break, we were talking about, uh, you know, just kind of how the podcast, right? My podcast came out and started doing really well and downloads were cruising. And then it started to go, you know, a little bit of a dip and dipped again. And, you know, now it's a question of, okay, well, do we, do we stick with it? Do we stay the course? Right. And it's a function of, you, you remember earlier on when I said, you know, thank you for being the only one to have read it, or, you know, I'm sure it helped the one person or whatever it might've been that I said there. Um, but you know, the point being that I think we get all, we get too caught up in worrying about the numbers that sometimes all we really need to focus on is the impact that we're having on that one person who truly needed you and found you. And so if you can just stay the course and, you know, assuming of course you've got enough to keep, you know, food on the table and pay the bills, if you can stay the course, then you just never know what impact you're going to have on that someone who may not hear your message today, but they may hear it a month or three months or six months from now, but they never would have heard that or gotten what they needed if you had given up. And so focus on those small victories. Right. I mean, and Laura, you can probably attest to this. It's a matter of looking at the one person that you're truly impacting. And I'm sure that you get the email where somebody says, hey, you know, I listened to the show and this sentence really changed the trajectory of my life or something thereof. And you got to look at those small little data points, if you will, because ultimately, you know, it's not about the huge windfall. It's about adding up those small victories that you are inevitably realizing at every step along your path. Yeah. You know, I, I author coach quite frequently, especially when I'm speaking at um, actually the place we first met author one-on-one. I I've done strategy sessions with authors and it's 15 minutes of laser focused. I don't even see anybody else all around them. I am laser focused on the person in front of helping them not only, as you put it, find their what, but their why and their direction and and how they should be questioning or speaking to agents and publishers and stuff. And I, ha- I sat down with about 130 people at one event over the course of uh, the four days that I was there. And I'm still getting emails from people and books from people. Like they've actually gotten their books published and they send them to me and they're like, read this page and I'll read like the acknowledgements page or something in the book. And they're thanking me for, in some cases, a conversation I didn't even remember till after I got the book or they sent me an email. And I'm like, wow just by being present with somebody didn't matter. I wasn't making money for it or anything like that. Just by being present, some word I said triggered for them. And they tell me what it was. And I'm like, Oh, I said that. 
wow, that was that was pretty wise. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't realize the the depth of just paying attention to somebody. I mean, I've have you had this happen? I've gone to book signings, you know, what fully expecting to have my usual, you know, 50, 60 plus people at a book signing or author talk that I'm doing. And I've had some where I'm the only person is one person in the room that came to the book signing. And you go, okay, mm-hmm. well, well, what am I supposed to do? You know, well, you know what? That one person matters. And you just answer their questions. And I just recently had one person at that. They've now published three books and they thank me for giving them the faith in themselves to do it. So yeah. that's powerful what you're talking about, Steve. Yeah, it. I mean, and that's exactly it. And it's super hard. I mean, it's super hard because... Ultimately, I mean, geez, it is just, I mean, when you walk into a room like that and you're expecting, you know, 50, 60 people to be there and one person shows up, I mean, I've had it happen. I mean, I've taught workshops where there were three people there and man, you know, it's a blow, but ultimately you've just got to stay the course, right? And Boy, I tell you, it's it's a lot easier said than done, though, because that will put, you know, geez, I mean, that, that'll that just, that, that'll put a blow to the ego, and that's, <laughs> that's, you know, wow, that that's, and it's so true, and it's such, you know, it's ultimately, I, and I think the way to, to say this, and, and, and I'll just share this with you, uh, it, the way to think about it is, you know, to the world, you may only be one person, but to that one person, you may be the world. Oh, that is the perfect line to go into our commercial break. So who are you being the world to today? When we come back, we'll talk more with Steve Ulsher. We all have that moment of clarity when we realize we have got to clear out the garage or attic or finally start that bit of remodeling. Well, the Habitat Home Center Restore can help with that. You can donate your unwanted but still useful stuff. Just bring it to us or we'll come and pick it up. When you're shopping for other stuff, be sure to check out the Home Center Restore first. You might just find the perfect sofa or perhaps some lovely cabinetry. It's always exciting hunting for treasure at the Home Center Restore, and the prices are great. So put the Home Center on your must-do list to donate and to shop. And remember, when you shop or donate, you help Habitat provide simple, decent homes for families in need right here in Indian River County. For your convenience, we're now open six days a week, Monday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. We're on US 1 in Vero Beach, just north of 45th Street, East Side, or call 257-0222. Habitat Home Center is a not-for-profit. Hi, this is Pat Cannon from CJ Cannons, where we have the best prime rib in town. We are open from 7 to 9, Monday through Saturday, and Sunday from 7 to 2. We have happy hour all day and night with live entertainment on Friday from 5.30 till 9. We also have banquet rooms that seat from 20 to 80. So book your parties now, 567-7727. We are located at the Vero Beach Airport where the only thing we overlook is the runway. 
Did you know that Indian River Walk-In Clinic was voted Indian River County's favorite urgent care two years in a row by readers of the Hometown News and Vero's Voice magazine? Well, it's true. Indian River Walk-In Clinic is the best urgent care walk-in clinic in the county. Why? Because in surveys, 95% of our patients say they were happy with their last visit. Here's what some of them had to say about Indian River Walk-In Clinic. My experience at your facility was better than I have ever had at a walk-in clinic. Great service and treatment with good results. I was very satisfied and have told several friends. Staff and doctor were awesome. It's official. Dr. Elman, Dr. Carrera, Todd, Abaco, Rebecca, and Indian River Walk-in Clinic's friendly, attentive medical staff are Vero's favorites. Visit them, and you'll see why. Indian River Walk-in Clinic, Miracle Mile Plaza, open seven days a week. They'll make you feel better. Success comes from not only what you know, but also who you know. Welcome back to It's All About the Questions with award-winning author Laura Stewart. I cannot believe that we are almost at the end of our time with my fun guest, Steve Ulsher, Mr. Bold. <laughs> so It's so true. <laughs> you know, everybody goes, oh, my God, an hour. What are we going to talk about for an hour? And I go, I need like two, three, four hours, you know, and um, I, I really do think that I need to get started on the webinar series that a number of my listeners and guests have talked about where they want to go deeper with some of the guests that are on the show and, and be able to sort of ask more questions now that they've had a chance to get an introduction to the purpose. So maybe we'll have to do one of those, Steve. Sounds good. All right. So we were, we were been talking a lot about what is your what and, you know, the three parts and, you know, your gifts, your vehicle, the people involved with really finding what your what and the different paths do you believe that there's only one thing that prevents someone from living a life of happiness? Yeah, you know, and look, there's, I mean, there's different ways to think about it, right? I mean, there's happiness, there's purpose, there's fulfillment, there's, you know, all of those various ways of looking at life and all of the various ways of looking at, you know, what truly is a life worth living. And ultimately, you know, I can't, I can't tell anyone what is most important to them, right? I mean, they've got to figure out what that is for themselves. But I do believe that the most important question that we all have to be able to answer, and that does ultimately stand between the person who is awake and the person who is truly alive, is the person that can answer what is your what, right? I mean, I think ultimately that is the one question. And if you can answer that, I do believe that it may not be immediately, but over time, everything else will absolutely fall into place. And, and the answer to that one question is not 42. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's fun. Um, I'm, I'm yeah. so glad you laughed because I was at a seminar this weekend, an amazing seminar run by Roberto Calalaria. And they were giving out these point cards, and at the end of it, if you had the whoever had the most points won a consult and stuff like that. And I got all these points, and they were forty-two. I, it added up to forty-two, and I'm just laughing hysterically, figuring everybody in the room when we have to shout out. I'm like, I got forty-two. You know, I got 
they're like, huh? Because I'm laughing at it. And they're like, you know, the answer to life, the mysteries of the universe and everything. And they're still like completely not paying attention, not getting it. And I went, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? And they're still oblivious. <laughs> and, and I just found that so fascinating. So thank you for getting that. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> so if, if, your answer is, if your answer is not 42 to the one and only question, which is what is your what, what are the first things that our listeners should be doing that have been listening to the podcast today? Their takeaway. What can, besides getting your book for free at whatisyourwhat.com slash free, give me two things that they can do to get started right now. Yeah. I mean, look, it's, it's really important, first and foremost, to embrace the notion that you have this whole what sort of thing going on, right? I mean, think ultimately, that's the first takeaway is, if nothing more, I hope that the light switch at least is now in the on position, right? And it's much like it's much like sort of the, uh, if you're familiar with Dr. Thomas Gordon's four stages of learning, you know, that first stage is what's known as unconscious incompetence. And it's basically you're living in the dark. I mean, you just don't know what is going on because no one's ever made it, uh, you know, clear to you and no one's brought awareness to this for you. So that's one of my hopes, right, is that, you know, I don't care if it's what is your what my book or what color is your parachute or whatever it might be. Or what would a wise woman do? <laughs> or what would a wise woman do, exactly. Uh, you know, it's simply a function of just know that there is something larger for you out there. And that ultimately, you know, the second thing is that, you know, you've got to embrace the notion that you are the solution to someone else's problem. And they are literally praying for you to show up in their life right now. And if you don't honor that gift that you've been given, you're ultimately not only doing a huge disservice to yourself, but a huge disservice to those who are literally praying for you to show up in their life. And what you've got to be comfortable with and learn to embrace is not only, of course, then is it your responsibility to show up in their life so that they can stop praying, but once you do, it's time for them to start paying, right? Because ultimately, you should be paid exceptionally well for what comes most naturally to you in the same way that a ball player can get paid millions of dollars to hit a ball with a stick. You should be paid extraordinarily well for your natural talents. That's so perfect. I, I, it's a great analogy, too, right? Because we've all hit, well, most of us, I don't know culturally, because I have people playing from all over the world, they might not play baseball. But most of us in the U.S. at some point in time have gotten a bat and a ball and hit it, whether it's stickball, whether it's baseball, whether it's softball. But some people decided that that was what they were meant to do, and they're okay with earning $33 million dollars for just playing for a few months out of the year? And why is it not okay for the teachers, for those that do what what you and I try to achieve, help people take their lives to the next step? Why is it not okay for us? We're told, well, you shouldn't be about the money. Yeah. 
Yeah, and look, ultimately, it is a function of if money is not your bag, then you don't have to keep it. I mean, but it is your responsibility to charge what the market will bear. And, you know, look, again, if you live, uh, you know, just a, a lifestyle that is comfortable and you don't need more than that and the excess dough is literally just that, then if you don't have kids to put in a trust fund for or something of that nature or you don't want to, then, you know, support your favorite charity or donate to a nonprofit or, you know, or go open a school in Cambodia. I don't know, whatever it might be. But, you know, there's no reason to ever refuse someone who's, you know, writing you a check. That's perfect. And thank you so much for being on the show today, Steve. And I hope so many of my listeners have begun to think about, well, what is my what and how can I go about living it every single day to make a difference? for even that one person that I come into contact with. So thanks for being here today. Yeah, thanks for having me on. So if you're not moving forward or you keep circling back to the same situations, you may not be asking the right questions. I'm available for one-on-one or workshops. Go to laurastewart.com to find out more and listen to our podcast on iTunes at itsallaboutthequestions.com. Go find it, rate, review, subscribe. Let me know what you think about it. And remember, the right questions truly can change your life. So what are you asking yourself today? And what are you asking others? See you all next week when we have the amazing Rick Frischman on the show talking about publishing. You've been listening to It's All About the Questions, starring Laura Stewart. Connect with Laura at itsallaboutthequestions.com and download a free workbook that will help you ask better questions starting today.